Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first in-season episode of the Almost Famous Podcast four years in, if that makes sense. So, guys, we have Katie Thurston's season to recap episode one. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I'll be honest, I think based on our podcast last week, you may know that my uh, expectations were kind of low. And I'll say that from the scenes from the rest of the season, I don't know that we're having, that we're getting anything uh, monumental or totally different. But I think this is a nice group of guys. And I think that um, I'm getting Tasha season vibes from them. So I think they'll be fun to watch. Ben Higgins, what is your initial impression of Katie's season? My initial impression. Well, here's the truth. I would, be honest. Come on. It's so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my honest opinion is, was kind of what I said last week. I think Katie is going to be really great. I think she's uh, going to be very likable. I don't feel like I still got to know anything more about her, which is why right. big announcement. We have Katie coming on the podcast today, right now mm-hmm. on this episode. After this segment, the Bachelorette herself will be here. Uh, but to be honest, I'm going to tell Katie this. I don't feel like I know anything about her. I don't feel like I knew anything more about her from watching this episode. I, I, I enjoy her. Again, I think she has a lot of Caitlin Bristow in her. I think she's going to be a very likable character. I think we're going to relate with her in a lot of ways. I think she's going to take it seriously, but it's going to be funny. And she's going to allow these guys to relax a lot, which I would always say was Caitlin's best, maybe best skill set for me personally was just that she allowed me to relax and be myself and say stupid stuff and do stupid stuff. And, and But in terms of the episode itself, I thought it was fine, but if anybody's listened to this thing for four years, they've heard now eight different times from me because of eight different seasons we had. I think episode one is the worst episode of them all, always, no matter what. I don't, I'm just not a fan of episode ones because they, they just there. It feels like I'm excited for the season to start. And then the the episode one hits and it's a little anticlimactic. Like I'm more of this episode five to the end type of guy. I know. I mean, same here. I think, like, I like the fact that this wasn't so, like, kitschy. Yeah, fair. Um, There weren't a lot of limo exits that were, like, trying to be showy or overly funny and wacky. So I liked that. Um, I think I got to get to know Katie a little bit more just by the guys that she was showing interest in. Like, she loved the cat. And I loved that she loved the cat so much. There was a moment watching this episode where I was like, hey, I already like Katie. Yeah, just like, don't know her, but I like her. And then Mm -hmm. the guys that she showed the most, like, it wasn't the most handsome guys. It wasn't the guys that strutted in and tried to be smooth. The guys that she showed the most interest in were the guys that was like, I could hang out with that dude. Like mm-hmm. he seems to just want to have a good time. He seems to be a, somebody that would make life interesting. Like I was like, Hey, I, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm enjoying watching that. Yeah. 
you made a good point. We got to know her more this episode by the guy she was interested in. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we are going to get Katie on in a second. But before we do that, let's take one quick break. We'll be back with Katie Thursden, the Bachelorette. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that's just can speak to you with a powerful clean and refreshing scent clorox sentiva cleans like clorox and feels like confidence get yours now at a retail store near you ashley is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor i mean you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it where did you hear that rumor ben oh smart money happy hour it's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. 
It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. We just mentioned at the first part of the podcast that we have a very special guest today. In fact, I couldn't think of a more special guest than who is on the podcast right now. Katie, the Bachelorette, is here. Welcome, Katie. Hello, everybody. Katie. We had just mentioned at the beginning, uh, I, we've made it very clear to anybody listening, uh, we're fans of you for multiple reasons, uh, mostly just who you are and what we, we think you can do in this role. Um, but if I'm going to be honest with you about something, there's one thing that's been difficult to process coming up for this season. I don't feel like we know you as well as others that have been on the lead uh, for multiple reasons. You're you know, not there as long as some others, uh, you know, Matt season had a lot of things going on, a lot of conversations that had that weren't focused as much on the contestants and their backstories. And then I watched episode one and I still don't feel like I know you as much as I want to. So if I gave you one minute right now to tell the listeners and myself and Ashley who you are as a person, why we should get behind you, what would you say? I mean, for me, I'm just a regular person. And I think that's why I'm so excited to be in this role as people get to see things that I've gone through and, and relate to that. There's going to be some really tough conversations, but important ones that happen. And um, yeah, people are going to get to know me more than they did. You know, unfortunately on Matt's season, there's more to me than just this like sex positive girl. Like I'm, I have a serious side. I have an emotional side, a sensitive side. Are you annoyed that they've made sex such a storyline? Or did you kind of know going into this season that you were going to have that be your theme because you walked in with a vibrator and it was kind of your theme on Matt's season? I fully expected there to be some, you know, jokes around sex. Um, But I will say that there's some important conversations that come up about sex this season 
that I'm actually very excited to have with Bachelor Nation. What do you hope? I mean, if this is a storyline that you kind of walked into, and I mean, I know when I started my season, uh, I, I didn't really know what this overarching story was going to be other than the fact that I felt like unlovable. Like I knew that was going to stick just because that was kind of the thing. Um, and so I had this, and I'm sure you did, but I had to process like, what do I want out of this? Like, what do I hope this represents? What do you hope your storyline represents? I mean, there's so many different things with that. I mean, I want people to see a love story and I'll say there's more than one that happened. Um, but more importantly, these men have great stories and I I'm really excited for bachelor nation to get to know them as well. Um, and so, you know, that's what the show is about is watching people fall in love, watching these stories and a little less of what we saw, you know, last season, unfortunately. And my hope is that this does feel like a refresh, you know, back to back to basics, you know, what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of virgin storylines over the past six years, ever since. Well, I don't want to say it, but me. <laughs> yes. um, and I think there's a little bit of a double standard for the girl versus the guy. I mean. The only real well-known guy virgin from the show is Colton. And well, that took a turn. And now we see there's a male virgin on your season. When you hear that, are you like, oh, that's not sexy? Or are you like, okay, I can get down with that? I will say the moment I found out, you guys will be probably surprised just as I was in my reaction. I'll just leave it at that. But I mean, and clarify for me because I am naive on a lot of these things and yes I'm 32 years old now but I'm learning when you when you say you're sex positive that includes the discussions about it understanding where people are at and that that's not just saying like if you aren't actively out there having sex like you're out of my circle right oh absolutely I mean if you're a virgin that's fine that's your choice sex positive is just about talking about it being comfortable with mm-hmm. it and not making it this like taboo topic that's off limits and like no one wants to discuss it you know it's something that should be just a normal conversation amongst adults it's mm, awesome besides that component of you know what you stand for what do you feel like why what are the main reasons that you think the producers chose you to be the bachelorette mm. You know, I just think I'm in a good place in my life, given like my age and my confidence and I'm just ready to really settle down. You know, when they asked me, I certainly was surprised because, you know, Ben, like you said, you hardly got to know me. And that's right. There were so many women who lasted longer, who are just as deserving. Um, But I think for me, I'm just in a place in my life where I'm ready and I'm open and I know that this can work. I think, uh, it, it, yes, it was a shocking choice uh, because we didn't know you, but I, I do see how it fits. One of those ways it fits is there's just a lot of, uh, it, for, the, for the best of reasons, and there's not many negative I could speak of, there's a lot of Caitlin Bristow qualities that you and her share. Like you're very, like, and just like, and I, and I said this before you came on, one of the, th- the, the thing I, that stood out to me most about Caitlin Bristow was she allowed the contestants to be comfortable. Like, from the get-go, like she just allowed me to take a deep breath and be like, okay, I don't have to be put together all the time. You did that in episode one. I think that's the one thing that stood out to me was like, I know I like Katie. Now I really like Katie because you showed interest in some of the guys that like in past seasons, maybe wouldn't get as much attention. Like the guy with the cat suit. Um, is that just who you're attracted to? Like what, like, do you feel like you can make people comfortable there? Is that kind of one of your goals? Yeah, I think 
for me, I don't have a type when it comes to physical appearance. And so I really had to get to know these guys on a personal level. You know, if you see the people I've dated in the past, they all look very different. And so, whereas you say like the cat costume or like the shy guy, like I'm just very open to getting to know their hearts. I also want to add that you're kind of similar to Tasha as a bachelorette in the way that, yeah, you were a little nervous before the first couple guys came out of the limo. You can sense that. But once you got in the groove of things, it felt like you were super comfortable in your skin conducting the the, the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did, I think, did you feel that way? Yeah. Initially, it was um, obviously very scary when I thought I was doing it alone as well. But when Tasha and Caitlin kind of surprised me, that was a big weight lifted. Then the guys start making me laugh. That just kind of broke the ice as well. And by the end of the night, I was just like, wow, this night just flew by. Did you feel, did you think that there was going to be any host? And how do you feel about being the first bachelor bachelorette season that Chris Harrison doesn't host? Yeah. When I went into it, nobody told me anything. And so I, I really did think I was doing it alone or I thought maybe alumni would show up here and there for dates or whatever. Um, so I'm standing there and I mean, you can see with my expression, like I am shocked and overwhelmed with emotion that not only do I get one bachelor, I have two who are there helping me. And so to have them there, it really, it really made a difference for me in moments where I thought I was going to give up. The, uh, there is a moment and that I think I always love to ask the leads um, there's a moment when you're standing there and all of a sudden you, I, I felt like on television, as Ashley just mentioned, we could see you take a deep breath and get comfortable. But that was also a moment for me where I was standing in front of all the women that had came and it felt more like a dream than ever. Like I almost broke down with emotion on just like the idea of like, how am I here? Not that like, this is the coolest, craziest thing I've ever, like that life can ever bring you. But like, I feel like I, be, like I was chosen. I feel like people said they wanted to be here for me. What was that moment like for you to stand up in front of them? Uh, and two days before you weren't the bachelorette yet, but that day, moment you were the bachelorette with all those guys that had arrived. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was like a dream. And even leading into it, it was very hard for me to even say it out loud. Like I'm Katie, I'm the bachelorette. It's like, what is my life? And even now that we're done, I'm still kind of looking at it. Like, this is so crazy. Like watch me on TV. And like that, that was my whole journey. Like it just flew by. Mm-hmm. We saw that Matt had such an issue, um, kind of, I don't, I don't know what he, the exact issue was, but like, he never had that healthy relationship role model in his life. Okay. Right. So he was like always scared about whether he was going to be able to do it. And then you say at the beginning of the episode that your parent, that you didn't, re- you didn't really have that with your parents, your parents divorced when you were a baby. So do you have any of those fears or do you always feel like you're somebody who wanted to be married? I want to be married. I think I just, I'm hesitant. And that's why at 30, I'm still single because I don't want to end up like my parents did. But also in that you don't watch what a healthy marriage looks like. And so for me, there are mistakes I've made in the past that maybe had I witnessed what a a positive relationship looks like, I would know, you know, red flags to be on the lookout for and, and what's, you know, working and what's not. Katie, there's one thing that we can point to, though, that you know that we all know you do very, very well. Um, so you obviously know how to have a relationship somehow because you have a lot of friends. I watch you on Instagram, and you're surrounded by friends, well, since we can, and since the world's opened up, all the time. Um, what did your friends think, and like, how have they supported you through this? I mean, they're excited for me and I'm just like this social butterfly. Uh, in fact, in high school, I was voted most likely to be on reality TV. No way. Perfect. <laughs> so, so they Amazing. weren't even actually surprised. I know it's so crazy. 
That's so funny. Okay, so you talked about relation, you know, not having those role models. How many serious relationships have you have you have you had in the past? Uh, you mentioned that one of the guys looks like your ex. Did you think that as a good thing? Like, oh my gosh, he's gonna ruin me all over again, or is that a bad thing? No, he looked like my high school sweetheart. So okay, there were some good vibes with that. Okay, um, but I've had I would say three serious relationships where we lived together. Um, you know, there was a boyfriend where I was going to buy a house with him. So I've mm-hmm. always very seriously dated. And so to be exposed to 30 men all at the same time, that was more guys than I've ever been exposed to in my entire life. So it was very different. Now, Katie, let's enter into breaking down episode one, just a bit with you here. Um, we, we've now seen episode one. Uh, we're into the season. We're into the, the groove of this whole thing. As the season starts, then this happens with every lease. You're not alone in this. There's going to be something right now in the back of your head that you're like, I'm nervous about. Um, I'm anxious about. I don't know if I want people to see it. I don't know if I want the public discussing it. Totally. Um, that happened for me for weeks. In fact, I have more hair than I, now than I did when I got <laughs> off the show. Um, and that's not a lie. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Katie, what's sitting out there right now? And and if you can't go into details, that's fine. But what's sitting out there that you're most nervous about? I mean, nothing really comes to mind right away. Uh, I do feel like I'm going to be watching this and learn things that I could have done better as a generic statement. You know, there's this one moment where there is a miscommunication and I'm, I'm very interested in watching it back and seeing, you know, was I in the wrong or was he or how could it have been handled better? What about that scene where you're like, book my flight, I'm out of here. That's dramatic. You saying to the guys, uh, if you're not here for the right reasons, get out. Well, we hear that every season, but book my flight, not every season. Give us a little tease. I mean, I felt like I was losing control out of everything that was happening around me. And I started to doubt my entire experience and I was just done. I was exhausted mentally. I, I wanted to leave for sure. Uh, okay. I, I wish I would have said that. <laughs> and then your season per rumors wrapped about a week early. So, I mean, did you book your flight? Did they book it? <laughs> Were you out of there? I mean, I think when you guys see the, uh, the ending of things, it all kind of makes sense on, on why everything happened the way it did. This is uh, you're going to have to get really good at dodging these questions, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure you already are, but there's so many different spins and twists that people will try to put on you. Uh, well, we're excited to, to watch alongside you this whole time, and we don't want to spoil anything. But one thing you had mentioned before, you know, Matt's season had a lot of topics discussed, and there's a lot of things that happened in the midst of Matt's season uh, that have now, you know, had some type of consequence, good or bad, on your season, right? Chris Harrison isn't there. But one of the big things that stood out during Matt's season was the drama. And it was a focus of the show. And here at Almost Famous, we were critical of that. Uh, we didn't know who to blame, if it was the show itself or if it was the cast. And then we watched your preview. And it looked really great at first. And then it looks really dramatic with a lot of fights and a lot of arguments. Um, can you just let us know, like, is this season, f- would it, is it going to be like Matt's with the cast? Or does it feel like a refresher? I think you guys are actually going to see a bromance like never seen before the bond that these guys have is is very fun to watch i mean of course there is some drama but you know overall i i don't think that that's going to be the theme do you remember ben how we thought that taisha's season was so great because it was genuinely generally drama free (laughs) um i 
feel like watching your teaser, it's actually a big fake out to us because I can like sense by watching these so many times. It's like they use the ambulance as drama. That's not really going to be drama. They use Blake as drama. I don't think Blake's going to be drama. I think Blake probably comes in next week and he's not a huge splash with the guys because he comes in early enough. I think a lot of the drama that we see in the teaser is going to be fake drama and I'm getting more Tasha vibes like we're actually going to see more of the love and relationships developed. And I think that overall in general, we get more of the love and connection through the Bachelorette franchise than we usually do with The Bachelor. Mm, mm, Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. As as someone who's watched the show, the bachelorettes are always, you know, a little more successful in finding their person. And so I do hope that there is more love stories than any kind of drama for sure. Yeah, I, I hope so. Also, uh, it's more fun to watch. And I, and I, I will and I don't mean to, I mean, I think you're going to be your own person, you're going to shine in this in your own unique way. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, because we've only seen one episode. But with with Caitlin, which is who right now I see the most with Ashley will say Tasha. Her season was fairly drama-free because of who she was. She allowed the space for us to talk. She allowed us to be ourselves. She welcomed the friendships. She didn't fight against them and get jealous of them. And, uh, and so far, after watching episode one, I feel like you, you're going to do the same. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be a good experience for everybody. And I don't want anyone to be distracted by the drama. You know, we're all here for one reason. So let's make the best of it. I think that's really what happened. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of episode one. My biggest question after wrapping the episode for you was loved Greg, thought Greg was awesome. One of my favorites. I'm going to put him into the top three that Ben is going to ask me to predict later. But I really felt a stronger connection with the con with with the cat Connor I was shocked to see you pick Greg over Connor B. Um, What went into that decision? Um, Was there something with your conversation with Greg that we didn't see that that did make him rise above what you had with Connor? Because Connor and that kiss and the black nose and you guys were like, that physical chemistry was intense. I mean, you can view the first impression rose as, you know, reassuring somebody or encouraging someone, you know, and with, with Connor, the cat, as I call him, um, I think our connection was very obvious and I didn't mm-hmm. think he needed that validation. Okay. Whereas like, with Greg, he was so nervous. In fact, you only saw just a brief moment of his exit from the limo of just how nervous he was. And I just love that he was himself and not trying to be too cool or put on any gimmicks. Like he was just like, I'm scared, you know? And, and I was like, look, here's a rose. Know that I'm interested in you. Like, get rid of that, those nerves and let's, you know, figure out who you are really. Okay. So for you, this was the reassurance rose. Maybe not necessarily you're my most connection rose. Yeah. You want to call it a reassurance rose? That That's probably pretty accurate. I think that's super sweet because it is nerve wracking. And when you stand up there and somebody gets out of limo and they're not nervous, it actually kind of feels weird. It's like, I, I remember my moment. I was so nervous, right? Like, how are you so confident right now? Like, there's got to what have you done? Who are you? <laughs> um, I, I do think I know maybe why uh, Connor didn't get the first impression rose, though. Why? He did something, maybe the only thing that really annoyed me this episode. Really? <laughs> so Katie and him are having a moment. Katie, I think you remember this. Um... And you take off his cat hat 
and you say, oh, you're just as cute without the costume. Really good for you. That was smooth, Katie. Great work. Mm. Um, and then Connor decides to put back on the cat mittens to make out with you again. Like he, I thought it was cool. You thought it was cool. <laughs> I was like, Connor, what in the back of your head is thinking at this moment? You have them off. You have the hat off. You're already kissing. You need to put them back on so that your her face is full of fur. That that <laughs> That part was weird to me. I mean, yeah, it certainly was a moment for sure. <laughs> I can't say I've ever uh, made out with a cat like that, but yeah. uh, you know, it is the bachelorette. <laughs> It was so cute. I thought it was so cute that you didn't care that all of his cat makeup was getting over your face. That was a strong connection. And I'm really excited to see continue. Now, you you kissed three guys as far as what we saw. Justin, Connor, and Greg. Any other guys get kisses that night that we didn't see? Mm, hard to say. You know, when you're there, everything kind of blends together. But I will say there's more to come. Yeah. It does blend together. If somebody asked me right now, like I would be like, I have no clue. It's it's all a blur. Wait till you get five years out and you're like, I don't remember a single thing from that whole deal. <laughs> okay. Well, Katie, recently, Ali Fedotowski said that if she had to give advice to bachelorettes, she says that you should ignore all the guys that you know you're keeping around for a while on night one. Like if he comes out of the limo and he grabs your attention and you want him around for a while, you got to ignore that guy on night one. If you were to, quote, ignore some of those guys just out of the limos, who would you say that you should have been ignoring at the cocktail party? Like who like really made your first impression? Like, oh, my God, this guy doesn't have to speak one more word. He is in with me for weeks. Uh, probably Andrew S. Andrew S. OK, Andrew is on my list of going far. <laughs> of course I it is. Now he is. As of yeah, this well, moment, he is. Where to go, Ashley? <laughs> You pick Andrew with the fake accent. He was so sweet. Yes, I have him in my top four. Um, what was it about him? He I just mean, seemed easygoing, authentic. Yeah, our our connection was just very easy. You know, mm -hmm. some people are so nervous that it is a little uncomfortable to try and have these conversations. With him, I just felt like I knew him for years. He uh, he stood out to me too. Uh, and he has he's the football player, right? Isn't that what he does? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his story is unique. Like, I want to I want to learn more about how you play football in Austria. Like, what what is that? And I've never heard of that. I'm a sports fan. Like, what does that life look like? Um, super. He's just an intriguing guy. Seems to be up to a lot. You know who else? Uh, and I'm always bad with names, uh, Katie. So please forgive me here. I don't mean to make any offense. The the artist. Um, and Justin. yeah, like that. That's impressive to me. Uh, that somebody would do that, uh, thinking about it beforehand and then also spend their time during quarantine. I was like, that's who I want to be. I want to be the guy in quarantine painting. Like what a break from life you get to create art. Why, you know, I, for me, I sit in my hotel room and watch Netflix. Yeah. When he showed me that piece, I thought he was joking. He's like, I painted this for you. I was like, ah, ha, ha, yeah. Okay. He's like, no, I'm serious. And I was just so impressed with how talented he is. You were such like, um, a supportive person in your bachelor house. You know, you were the one standing up for other people. Do you feel like the dynamic is any different when you have a group of girls living together versus a group of guys? I feel like guys 
can move on more easily than women. And so I think that does change the dynamics of drama. You know, I know there were some moments that have happened that were then quickly forgotten about, you know, during our time together. And there's moments I still haven't seen, you know, like in the house or in their interviews that maybe like the night one, I didn't even know that Cody and Aaron spoke about Mm. their dislike for each other. Yeah. Speak Thinking about that, what a weird moment. It was like 30 seconds of, I don't like you. I haven't liked you since I first met you. As if like they met months ago. It seems super out of context. And as if it was just like thrown in there for drama. I don't know what was up with that. Is that going to be a storyline that continues, you think? I will say that's just a little intro to uh, their dynamic for sure. Yeah, that's... That was weird. That was one of the weirder. That was one of the weirder <laughs> conversations I've ever seen on uh, on this show. And there's been some odd ones. Hey, Katie, we have just a few minutes left with you. Uh, and Ashley always likes to play a game as a tradition here at the Almost Famous Podcast um, with the new leads. But I also like to take a second every year and have a moment with you. And I, I'm really interested, Katie. You're sitting there in the seat right now. You're doing interviews all day. Um, you're probably tired. Uh, your first episode of The Bachelorette has now aired and you are known across the country as The Bachelorette. Your life has changed dramatically. If if human to human, how are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you say my life's changed dramatically, but it hasn't. I think it, it could, it will. I don't know. I think for now, I still just feel grounded so far. I mean, it's early. I know I'm heading into something I have no clue what to expect. But for now, I'm I'm good. I feel good. But I know there's like this, I don't know, this new chapter coming, this new storm. Maybe it's not a storm. I don't know. What are you what are you leaning on to stay grounded? I mean, things are about to change for you. And um it, it's just inevitable. Like your face is gonna be on the cover of magazines and you're gonna be on commercials and you're gonna get a lot of praise. You're also gonna get a lot of criticism. It comes with the territory. Like, how are you gonna stay stay where you're at now? I mean, I have great friends and family that are keeping me grounded. I'm in the the Bachelorette group chat that we have, which I think is really cool. It's just mm-hmm. all of us in one thread, um, just supporting each other. All the Bachelorettes? Time. Like all every of them? Single, every single Bachelorette. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Whoa, that's so cool. Well, yeah. what's the best piece of advice from that group chat? Um, I mean, so far, it's just been like, don't read the comments, basically. Mm-hmm. I yeah, could agree. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Katie. So we have a new tradition here. My mom growing up always used to try to figure out whether my sister and I really liked somebody by saying their name. And then we'd have to try our very hardest to say their name with a straight face. And if we couldn't do it, that meant that we like probably kind of liked them. so i'm going to give you some names here and yeah you're on camera and you're being recorded and these are the guys that i think might make you smile and then maybe i'll throw in some random ones in there too okay right are you ready i'm ready james james andrew andrew that was harder connor b connor b oh that was even harder Greg. <laughs> Greg. Justin. Justin. Gabriel. Gabriel. Um oh who who's the who's the one right? Ben. <laughs> There's no Ben. There's oh, no Ben. Okay, fine. For, for a constant. For a constant. Ben. Ben. 
Okay. That wasn't hard at all. <laughs> Thomas. Thomas. Michael A. Michael A. And hmm, last one. Blake. Oh. Blake. Last one. Courtney. Courtney. And Christian. Christian. All right, Katie. Uh, I do think you have a better poker face than Matt did. But I think I'm also going to overanalyze this tape. And we'll get back to you on who we think you're going to choose next week. (laughs) You're going to be super. I know you're going to be. That's going to be in the back of your mind is who does Ashley and Ben choose for me watching me smile? Well, Katie, uh, (laughs) your pleasure. You're awesome. We wish you the best. Uh, Reach out if you need anything. Thanks for coming on. Um, Stay strong. And uh, and tell the whole team around you, because I know there is probably a bunch of eyes listening and watching right now that (laughs) Ashley and I say hi. Hey, wish you the best, Katie. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So obviously we just had the expert of the season. She knows all and she stayed uh, very, I, I didn't get a lot of read on Katie on what, how this like season went and who she ends up with, if anybody from that interview, but I mean, in great interview, I think like incredible to do. I just don't know. Like I, I don't feel like I know anymore um, after listening Same. to her, you know? And, but yeah. I, I do feel like she, uh, she said something there and, and I, I would agree with her because she said it about herself. So it'd be weird if I didn't, but like she seems, <laughs> she seems very grounded and she seems, yeah. uh, she, she seems like, like, a, like a, she said a very normal human who got placed in a really weird situation, which is always the best type of people for this gig. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. So I want to go through my biggest takeaways as far as our recap goes. Because I wrote guys' names down, and I'm really, really bad with names the first couple episodes. So I kind of, like, find celebrity lookalikes for them, or I get to know them based on, like, whether they had a really sweaty face or whatnot. So do you want to go down my list, and then we can chat about these standouts? Yeah, take it away for a bit, because I got some questions for you based on the episode. I really want to talk to you about uh, your thoughts on Caitlin and Tasha. That's obviously going to be a big storyline. I want to talk about this new location that they're in. kind of you know obviously some of the guys that stood out to you so i do want to get your top three but before we do let's take it away with your your show notes your clip notes the cat slash teacher connor who we talked about a good amount with katie like he's one of my big standouts for some reason he was really able to pull off the costume you know we've seen so many costumes in the past and they don't always play as well but man, she really liked that. And I thought that he was just so endearing and so sweet and genuinely seemed to be very into her, did some background research on her. There was a real physical and I feel like a chemical connection there. He's going real far. I loved the Boston guy, Christian, who I already said is Jared's future best friend because he likes parades and just wants to drive the Batmobile and he's from Boston. I don't know that he's going to hang around for a while, but I think he's one of the cuter guys. Then there was who I called the accent guy, who is Andrew. Big standout. Super sweet. I genuinely bought the accent. I wouldn't have thought otherwise. Would you have? No. No, he was really good at that. really good. Yeah, really good. And then there was Marcus, who I just think is super sweet. And I I, um, named him as one of my favorites just looking at his picture. I think... He has that sweet puppy dog face and it translates. 
Ashley, you're 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 using a word right now that we need to uh, kind of focus on because we don't always do. Sweet. It. Well, yeah, and and that's fine. That's no, that's great. It's a great descriptor. Is but, it? Well, but most seasons when we watch the first episode, I mean, there's been many times where like these guys are arrogant, these guys are cocky, these guys are trying too hard, these guys are acting like they're you know the cat's meow, mm-hmm. but. You're saying sweet, which does remind me of Tasha's season. Yeah. Because that's how we were describing the guys from her season. Um, but it's not like that always. Like it, it sometimes there's been breakdowns that we've had after episode one where we've been like, I don't know. Like these guys just seem like they want to take their shirt off and post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, like a lot of big egos from what I've seen so far. I liked Thomas. He did have a really super greasy, sweaty face, um, but he's like a very like classically handsome man who I think is going to be around for a while. Then there was Gabriel, who looks like Orlando Bloom, but he got like no airtime, but he did really turn her on as he exited the limo. Like she looked at Tasha and Caitlin and she was like, whoo, yeah, he's hot. Mm-hmm. And- and then there's Greg, and I liked Greg a lot because, yeah, he was so nervous, but, like, leaned into being nervous, like Katie said. He also made that adorable necklace made out of pasta, or he didn't make it. The niece made it and gave it to her and then said, like, I don't know if you know, but it's not real gold. And that was funny. I think it shows that he has a really great sense of humor that we're going to get to know better. Trey was the guy with the trunk full of balls. And I think they had a really nice connection as well. And he came across very sweet, endearing. She kissed Justin. And I noticed that Justin has a lot of scenes in the next episodes. You know, he, they show him a lot in the teaser. So I think he's going to be a prominent, a prominent character. However, I didn't feel the chemistry between them enough in that moment for him to go for such a sloppy kiss the way he did. That seemed like it was coming on a little bit too strong, but maybe there was stuff from that scene that was missing a bit. Do you remember this kiss? Yeah. It was the first kiss aired. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard to judge kisses at this point. I was hard on Matt James for kissing with his eyes open, and people seemed to kind of find that fine. And, you know, you get a camera up in your face with people watching you start kissing. I, I'm going to give all these guys a little grace on night one and say if it's week five and they're still like – you know, missing her lips, then we'll give some criticism. <laughs> but at this point, you, you just went in for it. And that's that's a big move. Hey, he was not missing her lips. There was a lot of lip locking in that. Mm-hmm. Then there was James in the box. Now, very funny. A couple of weeks ago when we saw the box on the cast list, we thought that that was going to be Blake, right? We're like, mm. oh, Blake for sure. Blake for sure. It was not Blake. It was a guy named James. And she liked this costume as well. It really responded well. He was getting pushed around all night long, and then he revealed himself in a room privately, and I think he went over quite well. It gave me so much anxiety. It, like, Why? Oh, I'm so claustrophobic, and the idea oh, okay. that he was in a box for as long as he was, like, it just, like, literally, like, it's one of the only cringeworthy moments from this episode for me was, like, just seeing the box roll up one and then seeing him not get out of the box two and then being in the mansion or the house, whatever the resort with the, the, the box very hard for me to, to like watch. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. That is pretty claustrophobic. 
but it really worked for him because she seemed so attracted to him. So I think that he goes far as well. There's somebody in the house that is the villain, right? There's somebody that all the guys want out of the house. I do not think it's going to be Blake. I think Blake goes in really early. I think he goes in really early, like I said, probably next week. Doesn't create a whole bunch of drama, but I think there's another guy in there that all the guys want out. Don't know who it is. Don't know if it's the guy that says it's like he's there for followers. I, it, I mean, it could be him. I'm, I'm. My vote is being strongly cast behind uh, the guy who went up to the dude and was like, "Hey, I don't like you." Uh, yeah. Because what's it, his name? I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, I don't really know if I want to get to know his name, but um, he. Because then he walked in the room. It wasn't even him going up to somebody being like, hey, I don't like you. It was then he walked into the room and his like his like hypocritical side came out where he's like, loosen up, guys. It's a party. It's like you're the one that just like totally ran like cornered a dude and was like, I don't like you. I don't know this. This character, he he has a story coming. Um, So I I would I'm putting my vote behind him. Was that guy's name Aaron? The insurance salesman from San Diego. I'm looking at the cast list. I have to go back and rewatch that scene. I don't know who people will know who we're talking with. about. Yeah, people will know yeah. who we're talking about. Okay, um, and then the other guy I think is worth mentioning is Michael A. He looks like Sean Hayes to me, and he has a kid who is staying with his parents. So that makes me feel like maybe the mom isn't as involved, and he's the primary caretaker for his child. And I think that was actually that led to a um, pretty revealing conversation with Katie when she said, like, she can kind of like take kids or leave them. Uh, she's kind of happy with however way her life turns out. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a special moment. I liked him. Um, so if we're going to, as we do every episode, uh, start your top three, Ashley and Eddie, who would it be? OK, so it's going to be Andrew, Connor B and Greg. Fair. I, I couldn't disagree with any of those. Um, I think it's a great choice. So we'll mark that. And then next week, I'll ask you the same question after episode two. Uh, okay. Ashley, you're a resident bachelor expert. Uh, what? And you have strong feelings on the tradition of the show. We've now seen Nimicolin. We've also seen La Quinta. We're now seeing a brand new resort in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Ashley, how do you feel about just, I mean, the setup so far after night one? Um, it looks kind of like desert and deserted and Hot. I guess I prefer more of a Nemecolon look, like a yeah. temperate forest fall feel. This looks like really dry flatland, not a lot of color. So if we're going to go based on that, I mean, the aesthetic can be cool. Um, I don't know if we're going to get like a whole variety of scenery though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nemecolon just kind of blew it out of the water. Like that night, yeah, right? that night one. We watched and it was like breathtaking just seeing the backdrop of the resort yeah. behind it. And I mean, yeah. this didn't have that. Now we'll wait and see as the episodes continue, kind of what kind of dates they can put on there and how it looks. Um, but I, I would say right now, my vote for all th- out of the three of them, if we're going to rank those, would be Nimical number one. Um, Me too. Just because it was, it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah. This ne- looks very similar to Palm Springs. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, Ashley, this is the uh, the big conversation that everybody will be having this week um, is on this is the first season that Chris Harrison doesn't host. And we have two new mentors, Caitlin Bristow and Tasha uh, Adams, who are there with her. Now, they're, Ashley, I want to ask you and the audience, because I remember during my season, 
Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't know if it was joking. I don't know if they were serious, but some of the girls from my season, like they would have a crush on Chris Harrison. They would tell me that. Right. Uh, or they would have, yeah. they would have a crush on one of the producers. Now that steps into some murky water because there has been storylines in the past where a cast member has hooked up with one of the producers and they kind of leave together. So just like, if we're kind of making this just a, a, a lighthearted conversation, not saying anybody's going to be doing anything. Um, it's, you know, just knowing that, Hey, the cast is around the hosts quite often. Do you, do you, would you be intimidated if you were the bachelorette on having two former bachelorettes there with you walking alongside of you? I mean, they're obviously all beautiful, but does that add a weird dynamic? Uh, listeners, I would love for you to respond to, to this via email or on Instagram, just kind of what your thoughts would be. But Ashley, what do you think? Okay. If I'm going to be straight up honest, I would be a little bit intimidated, but the fact that these two girls are in such public relationships and yeah. they are so in love, Fair enough. then no, I'm not intimidated by the guys being interested in them because like, I know these girls aren't going to be interested in the guys. Now, if you had two sexy single ladies, I'd be like, okay, don't look at them, please. Please yeah. um, stay far behind me. Yeah. That makes mm -hmm. sense. I mean, yeah, it, it just adds, I mean, even, you know, and you get it, like, Chris is a good-looking guy. The producer yeah. is good-looking people. Like, you get it. You're just around, and, like, the lead isn't around all the time. And so oh, yeah. you're around, like, the producers a lot more than you are the lead. And so over time, like, and you're having these, like, very heartfelt conversations. The producers care about you. We, You know, I can yeah. see, see where this is, different this is different. Because these girls are there for katie they're advising katie they're not gonna be i don't think mingling with the contestants that much mm -hmm. i think purdue i do get the producer um love fest though because you are talking to them constantly and you're yeah. having such intimate like therapy sessions with them that you get so close there was times on my season where we were like do i have more of a crush on so-and-so than i do on chris yeah uh, so that's fine, but I don't think that these girls are going to be playing that role whatsoever with the guys. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Tasha and Caitlin, uh, we've watched the first episode. It's obviously just the first episode, but what were your thoughts uh, on their, I mean, we're calling them mentors. So what were your thoughts on their mentor role um, and how it played out? Well, it's clear to me that they are like not there as real hosts. Okay. okay. So they didn't talk to the guys. They only said... Um, here's the final rose. Like if you didn't get a rose, say your goodbyes. Like they just said classic lines like that. And otherwise they were really just there being cheerleaders for Katie. So it seems it's, uh, uh, yeah. And you and I both know this. We've done this for four years together. Co-hosting is not always easy. Now you and I have had the benefit of getting along in uh, on the podcast and outside the podcast. You know, uh, both of us understand that this is not, are, you know, this doesn't survive. If you're gone, it doesn't survive if I'm gone. Um, yeah. But I would imagine too, like I've co-hosted stuff with people that I, that's a little bit more competition between like, how did they decide who gets the rose ceremony which night? Like, I want to know the behind the scenes on, okay, tonight, Caitlin, you say this is your final rose and Tasha, you say goodbye to the guys. Like how that there had to be a little bit of a difficult dynamic, at least starting out. I think it's just going to swap back and forth. You think those classic lines will go back and forth. And I'm sure depending on the activity, the date, the issue, they'll either come together or it'll be 
the bachelorette who dealt with more of a similar situation that goes to to be to be Katie's support. Yeah, it's kind of a funny analogy, but like Bachelor Live on stage, mm-hmm. like Beck and I did, we traded off, and that was kind of how we decided to do it. Like we had to be very clear on like, hey, so that I'm not always overstepping on you, and you're not always overstepping on me, and none of us are yeah. in competition. Let's just trade off, and let's make that clear up front. Um, and it worked. It, it, you just have to have that communication. It feels like Tasha and Caitlin like each other enough and still do that it, it, it plays out well. Like there's no drama between the hosts. And that's I, I don't that's, think so. that's a big deal. Well, it was uh, you know, it was weird to watch our first season without Chris standing up there. I, I would say it it definitely felt different to me. I don't know if it did to you or any of the listeners, but it felt a lot different to me. It felt the most different to me during the opening scene without his voice doing the voiceover. That's when I felt kind yeah. of whacked out. Um, a little bit odd not having him there to like kind of give direction, like welcome the audience back and then to like give the pep talk to the lead. I think as the episode went on, they edited it in such a way that we would not feel like it was missed as much, but okay. the beginning was definitely weird for me. And so was the voiceover at the end for the scenes for the next episode. What did you, what, how did you feel about Caitlin and, and Tasha kind of standing inside watching and like commentating at all? I'm like a little bit split on it. Okay. Um, it just kind of reminded me of the girls watching through the window when the other girls arrive yeah. on a bachelor season. Right. So it was like kind of fun and giggly. I could have taken it or leave it. Like obviously as friends of Tasha and Caitlin, like I will take all of their screen time, but like, I don't know that it really enhanced the episode. You know, what I was thinking is how much work that was for them. Like they stood at that window for how many hours now, obviously you know, Katie was there the whole time also meeting the guys, but that's a long time to be commentating. And it's just, it, I'm going to be really interested to see how much we see of Caitlin and Tasha as each episode goes on um, and how involved they get and kind of how they fill the gap. Yeah, that was fun, but I bet you it took a lot of energy because yeah. you have to like really express and emote. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite things that happened in this episode was not exactly Bachelorette related, but it was the amazing trailer for oh, one yeah. of my favorite Broadway musicals, In the Heights. It's by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the creator of Hamilton. It was his first Broadway show that he wrote. And it's such a good feel-good movie. It's so uplifting. It's family-oriented. It's so cultural. I love it. It's also directed by John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. So if you like Hamilton, if you like Crazy Rich Asians, this is going to be a great movie for you. Um, And right now, the score on Rotten Tomatoes is is incredible. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the kind of movie that you want to see on the big screen. So if you're comfortable going back to the movies, Jared and I went to the movies for the first time last week. It felt so good. This is the kind that you want full surround sound and to be completely and fully immersed into without your phone being sitting there and being able to be checked a lot. You know how like if you go to the movie theater, you just have a whole different immersive experience. I can't. I can't watch a full movie at home without being distracted. So go to the theater, see In the Heights. June 10th comes out tomorrow. Oh, no. June 10th 
Um, it's PG-13, so, you know, bring the whole family out there. And it's going to be on HBO Max, too, for 31 days. No, it looks really good. I'm super pumped for it. Love musicals. Uh, obviously a fan of both uh, Hamilton and Crazy Rich Asians. And then if it gets 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, gotta trust it. Gotta yeah. trust it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in one episode now uh, to this kind of, I guess, new chapter um, with the franchise. Uh, and there is a headline that we want to get it into this week. Yeah. Um, but before we do, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a headline that uh, that speaks to Chris Harrison's future, at least for what we assume. Um, and uh, and it speaks to it in relation to Michelle's season that will be coming up right after Katie's. But let's take a break first. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that's just and speak to you with a powerful, clean and refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, smart money. Happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. 
<laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care, and you can sit in a room full of sick people, or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/slash famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash famous. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Well, we just got done talking about uh, this new chapter for the franchise, um, and, it, and it seems like it's here to stay. Uh, you know, like it or not. It seems like it's here to stay, and this is why. Uh, the headline reads, and this is according to us, Chris Harrison will likely not return for Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette. Yeah, so a source tells Us Weekly that Chris Harrison is likely to not be back. Although final decisions have not been made, the insider notes that they are currently weighing their option for a new host for Michelle Young's season. Uh, news of this comes one day. This happened one day after it was confirmed that Chris would not be con- um, coming back for Paradise and that there will be a slew of celebrity guest hosts, including David Spade, hosting Paradise. 
it's a, it's a big announcement and everybody's kind of wondering, right? There hasn't been a lot of clarity on what the future looks like. And if there is one with Chris in the show, a lot of rumors swirling around, we'll, we'll wait and see, and we'll continue to update everybody as we know more, but this is the most recent information we have is that right now it doesn't look like he's going to return. What are your thoughts on David Spade and then Wells and Sarah? And has there been anybody else announced? Because I know one person that's hosting that has not been announced. Uh, what do you like of the announcement so far? I mean, obviously, Wells is a great friend of mine, and this is a big moment for him uh, and and Sarah. But I mean, Sarah's, you know, been in the spotlight for a while and she has, a, you know, a name behind herself that, you know, she can pretty much do what she wants at this point with within the entertainment world. Um, so I'm super pumped for Wells. Very, very excited for him and Sarah. The David Spade thing really threw me off. It doesn't throw me off at all. Continue with your thought. Well, I know, you know, I know some people that know David Spade, some producers of this podcast and really like him as a person. I don't know him at all. I've only been around him once at an event. Um, But it like I what I don't see is David Spade being serious. We've never seen it. Um, And I think in Paradise, there's so much chaos and there's so much drama and there's so much ridiculousness being thrown around that like the moments of peace came from when Chris would step in as kind of that like adult figure um, who would like calm the storms. Now, okay. I don't know if I see David do it. I don't know how that looks. So I'm going to be intrigued to watch it. I, I will say I'm interested. Like I'm, I'm interested, which makes me want to want to tune in. Yeah. There's not clarity on how many weeks he'll be stepping in. It might be just one. It might be one. It might be two. Um, I a, a little disagree with you. I think because Bachelor in Paradise has so much levity that because he's funny, we it's going to be fine. I think if anything, we're going to get like a lot of little raccoon scenes. And, and I think we're going to get a lot of laughs with David. I got to have lunch with him through Amy, um, Amy, producer Amy, who I, if you are still on here, Amy, come in. I want to hear your thoughts on David because you are friends with him and he is, he's such a cool dude. Well, you can assume some things, Amy. So, you know, David, uh, you know, he's a fan of the show. Uh, you've watched paradise many times before. What do you, how do you think he, it's going to be as a host? Like how, how do you feel like the vibe is going to be? What is his skill sets that are going to be offered to this? The, the, like, why should the audience be tuning in? Okay. I'll give you my two answers, which are sort of polarizing. One is I love him. He is such a funny guy, but he is such a nice guy yeah. and he's really into the show and like the relationships of the show. And he's also a really, really sweet, sweet guy who I go to for guy, like boyfriend advice all the time. So that makes me think potentially he's going to be really great because he knows a lot about relationships and will have great advice. My concern, which isn't a concern, I also find him to be hysterical. So my Mm -hmm. only thing is like, am I going to just be watching the show, watching him like Literally, I can see my eyes just going on to him being like, make me laugh, make me laugh. And uh, I won't even pay attention to what's happening in the scene. Okay. Yeah. Like, are you going to be sad if he doesn't get a lot of airtime and he's not able to make a lot of jokes? I don't know. I feel like he will, but I feel like I'm good. I he's a movie star for a reason, because we're all sort of like. He's sparkly, he's captivating, so I may just forget to pay attention to like 
the contestants at some point. I think, yeah, I think you guys, he's going to be great. He's warm and he is kind of a secret heartthrob. Amy, stay on for this. He has dated some sexy women in Hollywood, including Heather Locklear, Carmen Electra. If he can reel in these girls, because he's a handsome dude. He's handsome. He's good looking, right? But he's not a smoke show. It's his personality. And he can help these guys reel in ladies with just their personality, with maybe his advice. I fully am attracted to him. He is a big, <laughs> I'm too old for him because I'm like, I always say I'm like 10 years younger than him and I'm way too old for him. Like he is very dreamy. He will be great at this. I mean, I miss, I miss Chris. I'm going to say that, but, yeah. and I notice his absence, but yeah. I do think this is a genius idea for paradise. And I'm like, I'm also Wells number one fan. So I think he's genius too. Yeah. Okay, back to the headlines. Let's start with The Bachelor stars Matt James and Rachel Kay planning to move in together. This is a headline according to Page Six. Yeah, so they're thinking about where he wants to restart his real estate career. And he's thinking Miami. They both want to stay on the East Coast because their families are there. Plus, apparently, the Miami real estate uh, you know, life is really blowing up. And the weather is, of course, year-round beautiful. So there you go. Well, let's see if they uh, really do move into the same apartment or house together. That'll be something. Things are moving fast big there. step. I know. Not more than just a few weeks ago, we actually announced that they were even seeing each other. Now we're getting rumors that they might move in together. Well, here is another relationship update. Uh, I wish we had like one of those little like ding, ding, ding things or that get people excited about this uh, from the Bachelor Nation franchise. Piper James and Brendan are dating. They're super into each other is the quote. This according to us. You guys, can you believe? First off, I think there's going to be some disappointed people who were planning on seeing them in paradise or who would have loved to see this unfold in paradise. But it seems that they may not be going to paradise to continue their relationship because the two of them were spotted in the Boston area, which is where Brandon lives over the Memorial Day weekend, which was also the weekend that the first set of Bachelor in Paradise contestants were shipped out to Mexico. So don't know that we're going to see either of them there. I think there's going to be a lot of girls there that we're looking forward to meeting with Brandon and same with guys hoping to see Piper they say that they either fly out to New York um, or she'll fly to Boston. And I guess so that they're pretty close because she's living in New York and he's living in Boston. So like they don't even have to fly to each other. They can just drive. It's only a four hour drive. They've been keeping their relationship under wraps since they're trying to make the long distance thing work. It's still new, but they're super into each other and they're getting to know each other and they're having fun going on dates. They also have a ton of mutual friends in the bachelor crowd uh, so that makes, you know, dating really fun and easy. Um, yeah, this is very exciting for the two of them. Ashley, just a few more big headlines to cover. Mm-hmm. Kelly Flanagan. We've talked about it many times over the last few weeks on how big of a hot commodity she'd be in paradise. Uh, but we didn't know if she was going or not. Well, the headline reads this. Kelly Flanagan sets the record straight on Bachelor in Paradise rumors. Ben, I cannot believe this. I can't either. She's not going to Bachelor in Paradise. It's absolutely wild. Wild. Bennett thought he was just going to have the most romantic time down there with Kelly. She's not even going. Somebody asked her on her Instagram Q&A on June 2nd, 
um, how her life life, her love life was going. And she said, going to Mexico in two weeks, smiley face. But then was asked about her going to paradise. And she goes, no, I'm not. I'm just going to Mexico. Absolutely wild. I, I cannot believe it. I thought for sure she was a shoe in and, uh, but she's not, she's just hanging out in Mexico. Well, final headline. Uh, and we're, and we're sharing this one because it's brave. Uh, it, it's just really incredible. And I know now, you know, as I mentioned every week, um, because Jessica's in the skincare world and I've gotten to talk to Ashley now for four years about her struggles, but also her, um, your passion for skincare. Um, this is, this was big because it, it, I had to message her personally and just say, you know, thank you for so many of the people out there that would be watching. But, um, Christina Schulman goes makeup free document, painful red PD flare ups. She says it's an all time low. This is according to people, uh, one, before you break this down and talk about it, uh, Ashley, just want to say, you know, really cool of, of Christina and anytime, anybody that has a, a following, anytime they kind of break through, um, the, Hey, everything's perfect. Uh, facade and share something that maybe isn't perfect. Um, it's a moment for us all to connect. So kudos to Christina for doing this. For sure. I loved this. There were so many bachelor alums who wrote under her picture. Thank you for this. You know, really appreciate the rawness, the realness she has. I don't know how to say it. Periorial dermatitis and it's flares Sometimes, and it's fine sometimes, she even says in the caption that her and her dermatologist figured out something that really worked for her for a while, um, but then it ended up coming back a couple months later. So she has this slideshow type of Instagram um, reel where she shows her skin on good days and on bad days. It's kind of like a rash, like a blotchy rosacea type look, small red bumps. And she says... There were hopeful times and a time where I hit an all-time low. She felt like she wanted to be raw, emotional, unfiltered. And she felt like she woke up the morning that she posted this. And she felt really down and overwhelmed and sad and defeated. And for the past few days, she said she stayed quiet, stayed off social media, in hopes that she um, could get to a better mental state where she could share her skin's journey and her progress and the progress that hasn't come just yet. She's um, so many people were thankful for, you know, her being so open about this because like there's so many times where we look at Instagram and we're like, oh, my God, that that doesn't even look like skin. It's so perfect. Like, how do you look like that? Right. And we can really get down about our appearance because of what we see through filters and all that. And I know that while I've never had this type of dermatitis, I've had times where um, I had an allergic reaction to something that I couldn't figure out. And it took like months to figure out what was causing the allergic reaction. And I would wake up with the puffiest eyes and like such a swollen face. And it was just experiment after experiment of, you know, what could it could be. And then there was the time where I had cystic acne and I just didn't want to leave the house because I couldn't without crying because I felt so bad about myself. So I think that almost everybody goes through a period of their, of their life like that. And by Christina showing that she's not Instagram perfect, Instagram filtered all the time. It's really powerful and it can help a lot of people's self-esteems out there. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super uh, cool of Christina. And just, yeah, there's a little shout out to say you're awesome. Well, 
before we go, don't forget you can still enter into our four-year anniversary giveaway. This is a big deal. Super exciting. And if you want to enter still, just go to our Instagram, click the link in the bio, and it has all the information there uh, that you can use and follow to enter. We, we are super excited. Uh, and as we said for the last few weeks, this is just a really cool opportunity. So make sure you enter. Uh, final little thing we want to do before we head out of here. Uh, Diggy, Diggy Moreland just, uh, yeah. recently had a baby. So we want to say congratulations to Diggy, uh, on his, uh, future, uh, as a father, super cool. Uh, go on Instagram and just, uh, let Diggy know that you've seen it. You're supporting, uh, and all of our almost famous listeners that you, uh, we celebrate relationships. We celebrate kids. It feels like all the time now. Holy cow. I know, Everybody's right? popping them out, but oh hey, my gosh, it's wild. Ashley, uh, great episode, super cool um, to be able to talk to Katie uh, on the first week that her episodes air. But we'll be back next week breaking down more of Katie Thurston's season as the Bachelor and everything wild going on. And I'm sure it's going to get wild. Well, with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley, and I bet you next week we're going to be talking about two more Bachelorette Bachelor births. So stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good.
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.